What is going on, folks? Welcome to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. I am Doug. Over here to the side of me here is Tug. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm back. It feels good to be home. I'm back at the new setup. Everything looks great. Everything feels great. I got football on over here. I've got an additional screen here if I need it, but I'm trying not to look at the slides because I know you like to do some fun things with the slides now, so I'm just going to let it roll. Uh, you even have football on your shirt now? I do, and this is a huge shout-out to you, man. Uh, I'll stand up for this real quick. Uh, it's the bullbound T-shirt for Air Force that they technically qualified for last week, and uh, we added one more on for fun this week against Navy, just to throw a spoiler out there. Uh, Navy has been sunk. <laughs> I've checked on them. They are okay, though. No, they're not. They're in the water, underwater. Well, this, as, some of them are okay with that. Like, submarines live there. Yeah, but they're not, like, happy about it. <laughs> That's fair. Somehow being on a long metal tube with a bunch of men in white suits called seamen, just not my style. And that's that. Uh, you will notice <laughs> that that bug is not with us tonight. Uh, it's, you know, the Air Force happened, so he's not here. Uh, probably be back Thursday, I believe. Uh, but it's just me and you, man. We got to figure this out together. Dude, it's been a long time since you and I have had just a, a, a show together. This will be a fun one. It probably will be, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I have not. Because... I've wanted to look at the slides, but I have not at all. So I'm kind of scared. <laughs> No, it's nothing. It's nothing bad. Uh, but speaking of the slides, we should probably go ahead and start off here with the rules, as we like to do. Uh, we pick every ranked versus ranked matchup, every rivalry matchup. As far as I can tell, we're the only podcast media outlet anywhere that picks every single rivalry matchup every single week, even the ones that are blowing. So that's cool. Uh, BDT exclusive there. <laughs> Also, we pick our own games that we want to watch on the side. And if we do a good job at that, we get some bonus points. Uh, it's been a while since we've gone to X for a poll to see whether or not a game was good or not. I have a feeling it might happen today. So uh -oh. go follow us at BDT Football on X. And you can vote in any polls that we have. If uh, if we can't determine what if, whether it's a good game or not, it comes down to you guys. So I'm just going to give the caveat that I was flying on Saturday this weekend, so I didn't get to watch as much football as I wanted to, but I did get to watch a good chunk of it. I mean, a good chunk of it is better than a Better small than chunk. no football, yeah. Well, I'm better than no football. Well, no football is not an option. No. Just... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, before we get to the Saturday games, though, like you're talking about there, we had some midweek rivalry action going on. So we've uh, already seen the result of this Wednesday. I don't want to talk game. about it. Uh, the the ass whooping that you got handed. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the next one either. Uh, I fully expected Southeastern Louisiana to win this game. Uh, I took Northwestern State simply because of the emotional little edge they might have had. Uh, yeah, Southeastern Louisiana was the better team. They looked like it at least for three quarters. So that will usually win you the game. Well, we know a half one. We'll talk about that later. Um, yes. But now, look, I was taking Nor uh, Northwestern, Northwestern State here simply on the fact that, honestly, neither team has looked good. But to me, Southeastern Louisiana fell way short of expectations. So I was taking the, the team that – kind of was living up to their expectations as bad as they were. I mean, that is not a good thing, living <laughs> up to expectations as a 0-5 team and now 0-6. Facts. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's rough. But this was Southeastern Louisiana's first win of the year. So As the, battle, are, of the battle of the nobodies. But the Lions are back on track, maybe. <laughs> They're in the win column. That's, <laughs> that's what matters. Oh, man. So this is our updated records after both of those midweek rivalries and all the cumulative point spreads so far. I do have a three-point total lead over Tug at the moment here. Uh, but we both have a pretty sizable advantage on Bug. No bonus points to his name yet is the surprising part to me. I, I think what it is is he likes to take fun games, fun matchups to watch, but they're not necessarily good games. He is a certified card-carrying member of the Sickos Committee. 
That's... Yeah, it's, he's taking Sicko's <laughs> matchups, which might be a criteria. We can adjust. It's our show. We can adjust based on how he's picking them if they meet the criteria. We can do that. We could, but we're also whooping his ass. So yeah, I say we keep it the same way. No, no, no. I didn't say we would. I said we would. <laughs> uh, but starting us off with the ranked versus ranked matchups, this is the second to last week we'll be looking at the AP poll. This Saturday is the last usage of it yeah. before the first college football playoff committee rankings come out on Halloween of all days. Um, of course, we're sticking with the stats perform top 25 for the FCS. Yeah, college uh, football coaches. playoff committee doesn't rank the FCS. They don't. They kind of do from time to time. Like whenever they feel like it, they might put out something. So they are releasing a top 10 uh, coming up oh, pretty good. shortly. Good. But like why it doesn't it's not gonna help anybody. At least give me so, sixteen, the, the amount of teams that go to the playoff. Like give me yeah, something. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Uh not gonna happen. Especially this year where it feels like there are so many teams who are like right on the bubble. They're, right they're, now for the you have the you have the top four, and then you have everybody else. And some years it's like that in the FCS, but not not every year. But this year, that gap is wide. I don't even know if it's top four. feels very much like it's a top two. top group, two. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, get us started off here with the Nooner, the big nude Saturday. Penn State at Ohio State here. We all took the Buckeyes. And really, Penn State's only touchdown came in absolute garbage time. Yep. So Can double we- the spread for the Buckeyes. And hey, that's your, that's, your, that's your line, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, can can I break the fourth wall here and let uh let everyone get a peek behind the curtains real quick? Uh, I don't know that I can stop you. So, oh, well, you could free. you could have said no. Uh, but <laughs> well, I don't look, know what you're gonna say. So so we here on the big dudes in the trenches are a very superstitious bunch. Uh, to the point where anytime all three of us pick the same team, we all get scared. Uh, I'm I'm a little stitious. <laughs> you're very superstitious. You you are stitious enough. This week, uh, you, when you I'm, saw I'm, we all picked Ohio I'm State. I'm pretty like, stitious when it comes to Ohio State. <laughs> and, and we all get the text of like, hey, can one of you guys change your picks? I'm, this scares me. <laughs> Bet, Bug and I were both like, look, man, I can. Because I legitimately, this was a home field matchup for me. Is why I picked Ohio State. That's what honestly probably what carried it. But I, I would have been willing to. But yeah, no, just the, the stitiousness of the, uh, I don't know. Can somebody change? Because we wanted to avoid the skunk. <laughs> well, we did anyway in resounding fashion with a 20 to basically nothing Penn State win <laughs> there. Let's just <laughs> fuck Penn State. They don't deserve the 12 points they got. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. showed out big in this game, setting a record for his personal record for yardage and receptions uh he was just all over the field and there was nothing penn state could do to stop him yeah yeah uh good time for me personally thank you very much uh next up here (laughs) number four Furman at number eight western carolina you guys were both riding with the catamounts who have been a very fun team to this point this season what were you thinking here that's exactly what I was thinking. I think they were far exceeding <laughs> yep. expectations all season. They've looked really good all year. Uh, they had the one slip up that I think they also burned us on. Uh, so this might be the last time I pick Western Carolina because they keep burning me. Uh, but Furman is a good team. They're a solid team. Both of these teams should find themselves in the conversation for the playoff uh, later in the later in the year. Shout out to SoCon John Twenty Two on X who had this take and I fully agree with it. And I, it's, it's a really smart comparison here. Furman is a lot like that 2004 James Madison team where they weren't really elite at anything in particular, but man, could they put it together and find some wins? Yeah. And I fully expect this Furman team to make a deep run in the playoffs at this point, not necessarily a natty squad. You know, we're we're comparing them to South Dakota State and Montana State right now, right? But this is a it's it's very possible this is a yeah clear delineation top three team now. Yep. In the Furman Paladins, just with how they were able to 
keep fighting. And even the Catamounts looked pretty good in the first half, but Furman just kept coming. Yep, I would agree. <laughs> uh, next up was the game that Bug and I were at this weekend. Number one, South Dakota State at number 12, Southern Illinois. Uh, nice to see that Southern Illinois didn't really drop in the rankings after this loss uh, because it was a fantastic game, 17-10 to 10 final score here. But the Salukis really actually did pretty well on the run, run game specifically. They couldn't throw the ball very well purely because South Dakota State was getting so much pressure. But Nick Baker was able to scramble very effectively. Felt like a first down every time he tucked it and ran. And really, just a couple of couple of key mistakes kept Southern Illinois from pulling off this upset. Yes, South Dakota State does still look like the number one team in the country to me, but I did see a couple of flaws, and there were a couple of drives where it felt like they just couldn't maintain. No, like, I, I get that. And, again, I'm not going to knock you one game for playing the number 12 team in the nation. Um right. And it being a close game in conference against a very well-known opponent on the road, yeah, basically a team that we've thought is about top ten all year. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's it was a good game, and it's, I mean, it's what you expect. Nobody's perfect. The Jacks are going to have their mistakes. The question is, can they limit those mistakes when they get into the playoffs, uh, or even in the uh, MVC championship game? Uh, I don't think we'll see a rematch there with the Salukis now having two losses in conference, uh, but that's definitely going to be a fun, fun game to watch. Uh, again, assuming the Jacks uh, plus one other. Yeah, you have to assume the Jacks at this point, yeah. right? They <laughs> they have a tough slate going forward as well, though. I mean, next week is number nine Idaho, or not? That's Montana State. Number next week is uh, number. Five South Dakota, yep, for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. That is a and that's a rivalry some, game. A couple more great games coming up next week. Just yep. stay tuned, folks. <laughs> College football ain't over yet. Uh, but next it was up here, the third seven, Saturday of a month. Therefore, yeah. Tennessee has a rivalry game. Number seventeen, Tennessee at number eleven, Alabama. We all took the Crimson Tide, and it looked very bad for us. In the first half, seventeen to nothing, Tennessee, but twenty to nothing, and then just uh, as boom, we discussed, here comes the Crimson Tide. There are two halves to football. Uh, sure, Tennessee after the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Alabama scored a lot of points unanswered that entire second half. Felt like a completely different team. Uh, they scored. I want to say. I think because I think it was twenty to seven at halftime, and Alabama scored thirty four. So you're talking twenty seven unanswered points. Yes. You know. Yeah, just just Alabama things. <laughs> but that really has been Alabama's uh, mo all year. Uh, whereas Virginia, uh, shout out to that conversation later. Uh, whereas Virginia typically comes out strong in the first half and then forgets that there's a second half. Bama doesn't know that there's a first half of football, but they play so damn good in the second half, they can usually cover up the mistakes. Bama feels like they don't know what what time football starts or ends. Ever, ever, ever. This year, it just seems like they show up when they feel like it and they dominate when they're there, but most of the time they aren't there. So weird, this Alabama team. Who knows? Uh, A couple more ranked versus ranked matchups to go here, starting off with number 16, Duke at number four. Florida State. The Blue Devils looked decent at times. Riley Leonard got hurt again, though, which definitely put the nail in this coffin. Yep. And the Seminoles have the inside track to not only the ACC title game, but it it's looking like a relatively clear path to the playoff. I, I You have to have them in the conversation. They have, what, two key victories right now? But then again... We can't really say that right now without the college football playoff rankings coming in because we all know those are going to be rigged in. Alabama is going to be number five uh, just on the outside. <laughs> so that way it's set up for the the upset of a fan base when the voting comes around at the end. So it all depends yeah. on how the college football playoff committee ranks these guys. But Florida State has a very good resume. They're passing the eye test. They, they like 
like South Dakota State, they're making a lot of mistakes, but they're able to cover them up and still get the win, which is what great teams do. They are they have some elite talent at a couple of really key positions, which helps a ton, especially in what is turning out to be basically the same ACC we've seen all along, right? Yep. It, it started off very hot. It's kind of beating itself up a little bit. Yep. That's what the ACC is now. So that's it is the Pac-12. What, what we should have expected, honestly. Yep. I got a little bit excited when there were like five undefeated ACC teams left, but no. now there it, is one. Just, yeah. Uh, number 14, Utah at number 18, USC. I hate Utah. this Utah team. With the last second as time expired field goal, it was actually phenomenal. They had a timeout left, but there were like five seconds on the clock. They went out of bounds. So they were just going to line up for the field goal. It was second down still. Uh, But Lincoln Riley iced them. So they said, fuck it. We'll center it. it. We'll center it because we have a timeout left. So then two seconds left and they're – ball centered and i'm like freaking out because it's a college kicker moment waiting (laughs) to happen but no he kicked it dead on straight and utah gets its third win in two years over these usc trojans so caleb williams (laughs) is oh and three against the uh the utes um look i hate this utah team just because i can never predict them (laughs) They have burned me so much, so yeah. very much. Uh, man, that's a tough one. Are you, are you really five and zero right now? As we've gone through these, yeah, I'm not. I'm not counting last week. Although I think you got both yep. of those too. But no, you missed one. That's okay. All right, Doug. Doing pretty I well so you. far. Yeah, it's, it was, it's been a it was a productive week for me. Let's let's hit that slide real quick. <laughs> Well, next up, though, is number two, Montana State at number three, Sacramento State. And yeah, Montana State. Oh, God, I thought you picked Sac State. Shit. No, sir. No, sir. Uh, Bug and I talked about this on the preview quite a bit. It's like, man, Montana State just feels like they're on another level compared to the rest of the big sky. And I know Sacramento State got all the way up to number three. That's great for them. Love to hear it. Uh, They're not the number three team in the country. Uh, no, that's is, we already discussed that. Well, yeah, but also this this feels very much the product of they were winning at the right time, and a couple of teams above them were losing, yeah. and so they just got the benefit of the doubt. I, I could tell just watching them play. This is not the number three team in the country, and Montana State proved that twelve point win. Good fight, though. I mean, Sacramento State didn't give up, didn't lay down. That's for yeah. sure. So. And you look at this, and even if even if you want to call them the number three team, even if you want to call Furman the number three team, I don't care. This is that tier line that we are talking about. Montana yeah. State and South Dakota State are on a different level. Um, actually, there's some conferences at the – and I know you hate when I say this, but there are some conferences at the FBS level that these guys could legitimately compete at. Oh, um, I agree with that. So I absolutely agree with that. South Dakota State, Montana State would be number one, number two in the in Conference USA right now. I mean, <laughs> they'd probably surreal. be number they'd probably be number four or five in the Mountain West too. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> who would be? Who would even be above them? I mean, Air Force, Wyoming. I th- actually, it'd probably be Air Force, Wyoming. Yeah, uh, and Fres- them, Air Force, uh, Wyoming, Fresno State. So you got four and five right there in Montana State and Sac uh, and uh, South Dakota State. I don't know. Sacramento State and Fresno State was a field goal game. Uh, we might be looking at three, four. It's a competition between yeah. them and Fresno State and between them and UNLV. And then, yeah, I would say Air Force and Wyoming probably won those games, but still. That's, yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. That's, that's South Dakota State, make the jump. I know your rival's going to stay down because they're getting beat up this year. It's funny I say that North Dakota State's getting beat up with a whole two losses, but that's that's unheard of for them. Nah, they don't need to make the jump. It's too much fun down the FCS. It's great to have them down there. It's more fun in the FBS. Well, it can be. No, it's not. No, it's not. They have a chance to compete for national championships when they stay down. They will not compete for national championships if they come up and join the Mountain West. They they will. 
They will now with a 12 team playoff next year. They will. Within the first five years, I was going to say within the first five years, either of those teams is going to get the group of five bid out of, out of that. I I smell what you're stepping in. I don't, I don't love it. You don't hate it though, either. I'll I'll think about it. Moving (laughs) on here. (laughs) We did have a couple of great rivalry matchups this week. Of course, starting off with the number 22 at the time, Air Force Falcons, at the Navy Midshipmen. Uh, You saw all of this game, I'm sure. I did. Uh, What did you think of the record-setting 94-yard touchdown? (laughs) So, okay, so I actually missed that play. It was in my pocket, and I could hear it. I could hear it going on. I did not see the play, but but this is what Air Force and Navy do to each other. Um, both Air Force actually had more passing yards in this game than than rushing yards. Well, most of them came on the ninety four yard touchdown half of pass, them, which is a school record. Half of them, not most. Yeah, that's more than they've had like the entire season. But at that point, was that one play? But but, but I do want to put this in perspective. Um, so Air Force is averaging or was averaging well over. I want to say 330 yards per game going into this game. Navy held them to under 200. Uh, Mm -hmm. Navy also held Air Force, I believe, to one for 11 on third down. Air Force to this point has been the number one third down conversion team in the country at, I think it was 59.4%. This is what a rivalry game is. And it's even better if you are a gambler because this pushes on the spread. The spread was minus 11. Uh, This is just, it's ugly all the way around. I was more upset Air Force gave up that touchdown at the end than anything. Uh, The score might have been close, but this was Air Force's game the whole way. Navy could do absolutely nothing offensively. Uh, And Air Force might not have been getting points, but they were dominating that game uh, throughout the whole thing. Uh, And it's a weird defensive win for Air Force here. Yeah, the defense for Air Force has been very good the past couple of weeks, especially. And the first leg of the Commander-in-Chief's trophy is now in hand for the Falcons. Very exciting stuff. Uh, Next up, Memphis at UAB, the battle for the Bones. Of course, Bug was very excited when the Bones made their return to Memphis. He does love getting boned. He sure does enjoy it immensely. (laughs) this was a 21-all game at the half. UAB maybe, maybe needs a reminder as well. Sir, there's been a second half. Uh, <laughs> Look, we say this, I feel like, at least once a week. Guys, there yeah. are two halves of football. Please. This is honestly about what I expected out of UAB, though. Yeah. They are half as good as Memphis this year. So they performed for a half of a game. Yep. That's- <laughs> That's what we can count on from the Blazers right now. And scored about half the points. It's weird how that works out. Crazy. Uh, So we all picked Memphis as, yeah, as it sounds like we did. I love how we (laughs) said, hey, we try to avoid the skunk a lot of times, and we've hit all of them so far. But I think we're coming up on the end of that streak. Uh, Yeah. Number 18, Harvard at Princeton in the first leg of the big three. And, oh, shit. We got Tiger. Tiger games in a row, and we we fucked up one of them. The Tigers pissed. Uh, Princeton <laughs> wins twenty one to fourteen, knocks Harvard out of the top twenty five. It was looking good for the Crimson there for a time, but damn, Crimson just uh, couldn't handle Princeton for some reason. Yep, That's it's how a, it happens sometimes. It's a rivalry game, man, and. It, yeah. It's it's funny. It's what I was saying to my guys too about the other one. You can, if you are clearly better than your your rival, and Harvard is clearly better than Princeton in every other game, you cannot let them hang around and believe. The second you right. do that, anything can happen. And that's about what we saw here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I can't name you a position that I truly believe Princeton to be more talented than Harvard in right now. Uh, but Princeton won, so that's cool. Good for them. Sometimes it's not about the town, it's about the team. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, that third Tiger game in a row, by the way, was South Carolina at Missouri in the battle for the Mayor's Cup. 
Because do you know why it's called the Mayor's Cup? Was there a mayor? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna. They both universities are in Columbia. One is Columbia, South ah. Carolina. One's Columbia, Missouri. All right, fair enough. Uh, Missouri did win this one in pretty convincing fashion, thirty-four to twelve. And yeah, I got my first loss of the week on this slide here. Oof, rough. It's only one. Shut up. Fucking Harvard, dude. Okay, so, so I, I gotta ask this, and I it I don't know when this game is, but if you're Georgia, are you worried about Missouri right now? Not particularly. All right, fair enough. I was just curious. Uh, well, all right, I take that back because their offense is injured for the next three to <laughs> five weeks still. <laughs> <laughs> it's one player their offense is injured and you're not wrong right i know i'm not wrong uh yeah i mean it'll be it'll be something we'll see this week's florida though so the george will be fine <laughs> <laughs> oh we got the world's greatest cocktail party this week biggest the world's biggest largest outdoor uh, cocktail party oh we Get keep adding right. words now Yes. Uh, next up, Minnesota at Iowa. Uh, Woo, we got Goford. I, I don't think we got Goford. I think we got Brian. Uh, yeah, we got Brian Ferenced. Um No, the fact that Minnesota was able to stick around is a, the Gophering, and then so, we got we got Goford what, by what, Brian Ferentz. What is your take <laughs> on that that fair catch? Supposed fair catch. Yeah. I don't have a video of it, and I kind of wish that I did for everybody who didn't see it. Basically, Cooper DeGene had was like pointing to his guys and like waving them away from the ball. The issue is those motions were like above his shoulder pad height. That is technically all you need for it to be a fair catch signal. I can tell what he's doing. But within the bounds of the rules, that so is let- a fair catch call. And it is unfair to the opponents to say, he, yeah, he technically made a fair catch signal. But so I'm going to tell you where my issue comes in. And it's not on whether that was a signal or not. Um, that's not what the review was for. The review was to see if he stepped out of bounds. He clearly did not. And then they came out after and were like, yeah, but he kind of waved. And I'm sitting there like, you you can't do that. You can't just change the purpose of a review in the middle of it. That's I mean, that's legitimately my only issue. And you guys saw me going wild in the in the Discord chat over this. Like I was confused why Kirk Ferentz kicked uh, or punted it away with two minutes left. And then I saw exactly why. And then yeah. I saw their entire hope of anything ever going down get tore out because the offense threw an interception um and then i saw a bunch of beer cans being thrown on the field iowa is not having a great time out there look what are they waiting for at this point you you know he's not going to hit his goal of 25 points per game you need to make a change here especially with how they're poised and still somehow still somehow in the driver's seat of the big 10 west I mean, there is a path to beating that 25 points per game total. It's not going to happen. Like, you're right. There is a path. Is it possible? Yes. Will it happen? Absolutely not. Their best, there is a path. <laughs> their best <laughs> offensive player is a punter. Yes. <laughs> I also personally believe he ought to be in consideration for the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> He is the best player, at least in the Big Ten West. Uh, the most, but we're looking for the most outstanding player, not the best player. It's not an MVP award. I truly believe him to be an outstanding individual. Well, he's done this two years in a row now. So exactly. <laughs> oh God! Did oh we... man. Sorry. I well, hold really... up, hold up. I gotta say before we move on here, this is the first time PJ Fleck has brought home the Floyd Rosedale, which. Feels Maybe just saved his job because uh, he's been there like seven years now. So 
finally bringing home that big old piggy. Got to feel good. Might have just saved his job, too. But next up, I know where you were heading here. Uh, Virginia at number 10, North Carolina. We got Cavaliered. Oh, my goodness. Uh, This is Virginia's first ever in program history win on the road against a top 10 opponent. Legitimately, they've never done this before. We had no way of predicting this. It is not our fault. <laughs> I Look, I have one thing that I'm upset about this with. It was on the road, so I didn't even get to see them storm the field. It was also on the CW. So even if it were home, you would not have been able to see them storm the field. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns this? Is that CBS? Uh, I don't know at this point. I, I feel like every time I've looked it up, it's changed hands. So, well, yeah, everyone knows. keeps tossing around like it's a hot potato. <laughs> I feel like just Warner Brothers themselves owns it right now. I don't even know but who cares. It's <laughs> they have an ACC game a week now, yep. and it's it's always been wild every time. So, we got to be on the lookout for that now. Uh, this coming weekend is a rivalry game on the CW yet again. Damn it. Clemson NC State. It's oh, going to be – it's going to get weird. I, I guarantee it. That's the only promise that we have of CW Clemson, games now. Did I see that Clemson <laughs> lost again this week, by the way? We're, we're getting there. All right, all right. We're all getting right. there. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, oh, do, we, do we correct the path here? At least you and I did. All right, uh, we're back. We're back. Number right. 13, Ole Miss at Auburn. Ole Miss did pull this one out by a touchdown, 28-21. to 21. Yeah, Bug was right to be a little bit hesitant about Ole Piss. But, of course, he's never going to take the Rebels. So, so it is what it is. It, it annoys me because what I expected Auburn to try and do against LSU is exactly what they did against Ole Miss. They controlled the clock. They slowed the game down to their pace. Yeah. But Ole Miss just, just took it away at the end. Yeah, and yeah, that's probably what would have happened against LSU as well. Just get out talented at the end there. Yeah, it just didn't at all. Yeah. Uh, Next up, uh, 49 49 to nothing for Michigan over Michigan State in East Lansing. Uh, That is also the second most embarrassing thing on the scoreboard in East Lansing this weekend as – they put up some trivia about the H-Man himself. That is brutal. They had to what? apologize. What happened? The H-Man. I don't, we'll have to cover it. We'll talk about that later. I don't know what we're talking about. I missed this entire news story. You posted it in the Discord. I'll they, put up, they put up some trivia on the scoreboard at, in some, like, timeout, media timeout or whatever. And it was what country was Hitler born in? There's a oh! big picture of Hitler on the screen. Oh yeah, that. I see. I didn't know that was on the vi- like. I didn't know what that was fully about. Yeah. I just saw the headline. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, so that staffer's been suspended indefinitely. Uh, <laughs> in normal the university terms, had to apologize. In normal people terms, we mean he's going to be fired, as is his boss and his boss's boss. That is HR speak for this dude is royally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's HR speak for how do I not pay him a severance package? That's, that's HR speak for get him the fuck out of here. We're not paying him another fucking dime. That's, my, actually, my... actually, he owes us all the salary we gave him for the past three years. <laughs> oh, uh, but God. yeah, they also they also lost forty nine to nothing. So. Good for Michigan State. Having a great time of things this year. The world's largest victory to ever be vacated. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Uh, do have the parents tracker. Brutal. He got gophered. He's 44 points behind. Yeah. With Hold on. Hold on. With four games to go. He needs yeah. to score an average of 36 points a game now. Uh, if we include a Big Ten championship and 
Yeah, but you gotta game. yeah, but you gotta get twenty five in those too. Yeah. So I mean, he, they, but it, it lowers okay, so a little he's bit. Score he needs to average like 31, 32. 32 points a game, not enough. Yeah, they're not good enough. <laughs> Especially with uh, the quarterback, Cade uh, McNamara is out. Yeah, yeah, they're all out with season in- in- injuries, uh, which were the only parts of the offense that you know did, did anything. So <laughs> that's rough. Anyway, <laughs> again, shout out to Sicko's committee. I love that every week. Uh, we need to reach out to them. See if we That's just, it's so short. It's so short this week. Oh man. Oh my god. Our games. <laughs> anyway, going on to our games of the weekend. Of course, we always start with bugs here. A uh, couple of great ones on tap, actually. Starting off with UCF Oklahoma which I expected to be a blowout. So did Bug. and I So did I. Yeah. Uh, and it was not. It came down to a failed two-point conversion attempt by UCF to get things to a tie game with like three minutes to go. Otherwise, they were probably headed overtime here. Oklahoma does pull it out in regulation, though, 31-29. to 29. We all picked the Sooners, but holy smokes, it was We close. had a scare. We had a scare. We we uh, almost we almost got night. Wait, no, knighted is too good. That sounds good. Yeah, we almost got a. Uh, Who's the coach? Gus Malzahn. We almost got Malzahn. We almost got Gust all over. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Moving on. The MVFC is still beating itself up. Uh, well. Yeah, Illinois State, Youngstown State looked like it was going to be an interesting battle. Youngstown State still hanging on to the top 25. Illinois State, though, definitely felt like they were improving throughout the season. Kind of came to fruition. This was a field goal game. Youngstown State wins 41-38. We all took the Penguins. I only did because of home field advantage here, which feels like the winning formula for Youngstown State and probably Northern Iowa this year. Like, just when they're at home, pick them. Otherwise, playing in the beer can is something different, man. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Youngstown has the same effect this season. So that's interesting. Well, yeah, you're playing Uh, on an iceberg. Oh, come on. Give it to me. Damn it. No, 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 (laughs) no. Anyway, (laughs) Clemson, Miami. Uh, yeah, I said we'd get to it later. Uh, later is now. Clemson <laughs> royally fucked themselves in double overtime. Dabo is and, not happy at all. And, uh, we got, we got hurricaned. Here I am. Skunk me like a hurricane. Like, oh. <laughs> well, this yeah. one. This one hurts because I've been like the Miami guy for a while and I finally got off right. their hype train and I hate Clemson. And I was like, you know what? This is a bad matchup for Miami. Yeah. I'm going to take Clemson. And I got double fucked. Yep. Do you see why I hate Clemson now? Yes, I'm blaming entirely Clemson. Oh, and then Davo after the game, that wasn't a read option. He was just supposed to give it. Mm-hmm. Kid- Dude, Dabo's at wit's end with this team right now. He doesn't know what to do. I, I would say if it's at that point and you're just throwing him under the bus in the press conference, just cut him. I mean, well, at least do what you did last year and start your backup. Give your you, playoffs right. are out of sight now. The ACC championships out of sight now. Just start getting your team ready for next year. I hate to say it that way, but damn, <laughs> get get them some meaningful reps. He did say it at the end of last year. Maybe we need to lose a couple games, lighten up the bandwagon a little bit. I guess the plan is working. Full effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, double overtime, wild one. Bug and I were able to watch the fourth quarter and both overtimes this, and it was uh, it was entertaining. Oh my goodness! So, so I'm gonna go uh, here and I'm, I'm gonna say this now. Uh, Bug just went from zero bonus points to two bonus points. Yes, I think those this are three fantastic great. games. If you watch nothing but these three games on Saturday, you were a happy camper. That's that's a marked improvement from previous bug outings. <laughs> love to see it. I love it, dude. 
Let's move on to my matchups of the weekend, starting off with a field goal game and a furious comeback attempt by Holy Cross at home against Lafayette. You and I both picked the Leopards here, which I feel like kind of the same thing happened with Northwestern State. We were just going with like the fun team. And I was just going off a gut feeling. I looked at that. I looked at that matchup and I took a gut feeling. What is crazy about this game? So Lafayette did win 38-35, vaulting them into the top 25. Uh, but also Matthew Sluka, the quarterback for Holy Cross, set a division one record for rushing yards in a game by a quarterback. So <laughs> Holy Cross played great. But the defense didn't show up, and Lafayette was able to score and keep up with them. Uh, not only that, actually, they built out a sizable enough lead to just weather the storm. Yep. And, yeah, Lafayette gets the win here. I don't – and that's a bonus point for an NCAA record call. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that for real, but still. <laughs> oh, man. Next up, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. I was really hoping that the home team, the Neil Brown experiment, would continue to bear some fruit. But, yeah, Oklahoma State ended up running away with this one in the second half. A two-touchdown game, and West Virginia didn't really look competitive the back half of it. Rough to see. I only watched, like, the last little bit of this. Again, I was flying. I couldn't watch the whole thing. And your assessment? From what I had seen, it looked good. Like it looked like it was back and forth there, but the fourth quarter, Oklahoma State kind of yeah. slammed the door shut. I mean, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> uh, next up is a banger: uh, Toledo at Miami of Ohio. Gotta love that action, man. Miami got the ball back. There's two minutes left in the game. Down by five. Felt like they had a legitimate shot, but oh no, it's their backup quarterback in the game for this drive. Why is that? Uh, turns out Brett Gabbert had a compound leg fracture. Uh, holy fucking shit, that was brutal to watch. I do not have that video in the slides here. Good. Because, damn, that's gross. Uh, really legitimately made me cringe very hard. Um, I hope he's okay. It is also very possible that's a medical retirement from football. So Miami of Ohio did not win the game and probably is looking, it's not looking good for the rest of their season. Nope. After this, uh, Toledo also puts themselves squarely in the driver's seat for the Mac championship, which would be a repeat of last year. I don't remember the last time we've had repeat Mac champions. So Jason Candle would definitely be in some Power 5 coach conversations yep. if that were to come to fruition. Uh, Toledo is looking darn good right now. Miami was too, man, but the, the talent disparity between the starter and backup quarterback at a, at a MAC school, yeah. it can just be way too much to overcome sometimes. Well, especially when, you have a, especially when you have a decent quarterback as your starter. Right. right. Some of them you like have questionable quarterback starter and it's not that big of a drop off. Others you have a clear number one and a big drop to number two. But I feel like I did have two good games here, at least. So my question before I before I agree to this, my question. You had said that Lafayette jumped out to a big lead and then weathered the storm on the comeback. Yeah. How big was that lead? I think it was 17 points. That still makes an interesting game. I'm okay giving you that one. I'll give you one bonus point here. Wow. I can't believe you were about to skunk me because of a comeback attempt that failed by three points. Honestly, my thought here is I think you had two good half games. So I'll give you one additional good game. Okay. I mean, I'll take it. That's that's. Interesting logic, but all right. Not I that thought you... Lafayette Holy Cross was phenomenal all the way around. I, so again, understand I didn't really get to watch that game, so I don't really have much to. Fair enough. Fair enough. For the record, I said Holy Cross's defense is like failing them this year. I do want to say they do have one linebacker I still really like. 
<laughs> of course they do. And we every, might talk about every him in a future single at, Every single FCS team has a linebacker you like. I'm convinced of it, even if they're not good. But but you've latched on to that Mike linebacker. And it's it's amazing. I love it. I love everything about it. It's not entirely true. <laughs> you don't not even every team. Not every team. Just like no. no, those teams are teams you just haven't found the linebacker you like yet. He's I there. Mean, yeah. <laughs> He's there. You just don't probably. Know it. Anyway, moving on. I feel attacked personally. I, 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 I took a cripple fight here. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it was disgusting. Uh, but it was somehow yeah. a disgustingly okay game. Um, unfortunately, I was flying and I missed this game. <laughs> 17 to 9, Nebraska takes it at home. Matt Rule is 4 and 3 uh, in his first season with the Huskers here. What are your thoughts, Doug? Uh, this game was disturbing <laughs> on many levels. And I, while technically a one-score game, technically, <laughs> spiritually, this was a 12-score game <laughs> because, holy fuck, the Northwestern refused to move the ball after a period there. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, so did Nebraska for a good chunk of this. So I don't I don't like either of these teams. <laughs> But like I, this year they just they're so bad. I oh wanted to try I wanted to try my hat yeah. at a Sickos game. And it wasn't uh, a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. But and it was damn, 100% it was worse. a Sickos game. It was worse than a blowout. <laughs> I wish it were a blowout. At least one side would be interesting. <laughs> uh all right. So we got Maine at Campbell was my second game. This was just a fun CA matchup in my estimation. Uh we all took the the camels here. They are clearly the better team. I want to see what Maine yeah. could do because uh, I feel like they had a little bit higher expectations coming into the season than the way they've played. Uh, Campbell jumped out. If I was looking at the scores, right, I didn't get to see yeah. a lot, but I was checking the scores. Campbell jumped out big early, uh, and then Maine was able to mount the comeback in the fourth quarter, uh, make it look like it was a game. Uh, if comeback. The- it was honestly, it was two garbage time touchdowns. Which maybe you can say that Campbell shouldn't be giving that up. But at the same time, I know it was like one of them was relatively early in the fourth quarter. It was, it felt like two garbage time touchdowns. Yeah. Um, if there was one game here that I would like to make the argument for because of that comeback and main show me what I was looking for at the end of the game, that'd be the game I'd go for. I'm not going to ask you guys to, to, rate the sickos game as a good game even though it turned out exactly how i expected it to turn out i would be more willing to give you a point for northwestern nebraska than i would be for Maine campbell all right either way and and for that one i would want to take it to x look the the reason i'm i'm asking this here is because i know this next game wasn't as good of a game as i wanted i took the i took the l on this one uh utsa at fau utsa wins 36 to 10 Man, I thought FAU, they'd look decent all year, uh, better than I expected. I was hoping they pulled it out uh, against UTSA, who has looked worse than I expected all year. UTSA got back to their old form, and that was not good for uh, FAU here. Yeah, uh, UTSA looked great. I loved it. It was a good time for me. <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid the the one minus here, but you're probably right. That probably needs to go to... Uh, go to x uh, i'll i'll leave it up to you then which game would you prefer the poll be about probably northwestern nebraska it's going to get more eyes fair enough fair and enough can we can we tag the sickos committee in it as like hey in our sickos committee was our sickos committee game of game of the week a good game <laughs> uh make sure you go vote in that poll it'll be on our x our twitter at bdt football uh, that'll be up basically all day when this goes live. So make sure make sure to vote. We def- desperately need the input here. Yes. Uh, otherwise, Tug might be getting the first negative bonus point of the entire season for us. This is what I get for uh, trying to go for a Sickos game. What a week. All right. <laughs> Before we move on, I do have to show this. 
this was the best part of that game, Northwestern Nebraska. Have you seen this? Do you know what this no. is? No. It's pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't see the video. I saw the picture. <laughs> Come on, you gotta give me a good game for the shitty Selly. Come on. <laughs> the kicker milked it. Kicker got milked. Oh man. The best part about that is Matt Rule wasn't even the coach that did the. That was Oregon State. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. I will. It's just so much fun. All right. Oh, now to reveal our standings on the week. The week that was a uh, bug here did come in third place this week. It ain't much, but it's honest work. 13 and 11 still above 500 on the week, but uh, yeah, there is, there's a gap forming between him and the two of us. Uh, speaking what, of, is it enough of two, a gap? Tug comes in here in second place this week. <laughs> a pretty good showing 16 and eight. Doubling the losses. Hey, yeah, I was gonna solid. say it's it's a uh, sixty-seven percent hit percent. I'm okay with that. But here comes your obscene number that I don't even know what it is yet. Oh, it's not as obscene as I thought it was. Okay. I'm the king of the world, baby. Eighteen and six on the week. I expand my lead over Tug. I guess five, and then whatever bonus points happened there. Let's go. All right, I won't subject anyone to more of that. Wait, uh, I, well, I, I have something I had talked about after, but we'll talk about that later. I just, okay. thought, of some, I just thought of something. Alrighty. Uh, before we go anywhere else, though, there were a lot more great games that we didn't make picks for this weekend that are worth at least taking a glance at. And I could have taken any of these. You could have, uh, and you didn't. So nope. <laughs> there's that. Uh, you couldn't have taken Tuesday, though. Jacks State at Western Kentucky. Jacksonville State did end up coming back in this one, 20 to 17 on some Tuesday. Conference U.S. Tuesday action. Uh, other Conference U.S. Wednesday action. It doesn't flow as well. But yeah. if FIU at Sam Houston, FIU ended up keeping Sam Houston winless on the year in double overtime. Just a wild, wild game. Sam Houston's issue is not their defense. That's where they kept all their players. Their defense actually has been playing solid. They're missing an offense bad. Yeah. Yeah. Really, they haven't had an offense since they won the title in the FCS in 2021. And graduated so, all their, their entire offense. Yeah. Turns out uh, it's not. it doesn't work out too well when you graduate your entire offense and don't have an yeah. offense anymore. Yeah. Weird. Never would have guessed. Wild. Yeah. Uh, the biggest wild result of the weekend was probably the Washington-Arizona State game. Even though it was not an upset, it was so tantalizingly close. And Arizona State looked like they were going to win there for quite some time. Uh, Washington did not play well on offense, especially Panics throwing three interceptions and knocking himself down to second place in the Heisman odds. Yep, Just a brutal performance. The two games I want to highlight here are going to be uh, Arkansas firing their offensive coordinator after a three-point yes. performance. Iowa, take a note. Uh, Speaking Miss of which, did you see who the interim offensive coordinator is? I did, but I forget. Who is it? Motherfucking Kenny G, baby. That, Kenny yeah, that's Guyton, right. That's where I saw it. Former record-setting quarterback for the Ohio State University. Put up six touchdowns and a half against Florida A&M in 2013. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Uh, and then the other game I'd want to talk about is Colorado state is actually a sneaky, decent team. Uh, right. they're, 
They're not bad. They play up to their opponent, which is absolutely huge. It actually kind of scares me as an Air Force fan uh, for that uh, rivalry week matchup we have coming down the Rock Mountain Showdown. No, that's Colorado CSU. I forget what we call ours. Is it? Uh, I, don't I don't know that you really have a name for it. You just The winner gets the Ram Falcon trophy. Yeah, that's it. So that's actually this coming weekend. So is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Get, I'm, get uh, yeah, I'm a little scared. Get God, ice. Air Force. Fuck me as an Air Force fan. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Wyoming. Great. Hold on. Wyoming, Navy, CSU, a week off, and then Army. We Three straight all... rivalries, and then Wyoming coming before that. I knew you would hate it the way I said that, so I, you're welcome. Oh, yeah, shit. That's four weeks in a row we have, in my mind, four rivalry games. That's a lot. Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. Some other great FCS versus FCS games. Uh, double overtime for Sacred Heart at Stonehill. With Stonehill coming out on top in that one, Sacred Heart has not lived up to expectations this season. In the slightest, just wild to me. Stop playing Northern Iowa at home. Yeah, uh, number 11, North Dakota. After whooping their rival, North Dakota State, they go and get blanked by Northern Iowa 27 to nothing in the beer can. Just wild. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out McNeese for getting out to a huge lead on Incarnate Word. And then Incarnate Word storming all the way back, 35 to 24, ends up being your final. And Incarnate Word stays undefeated. But, oh, my goodness. McNeese looked <laughs> looked really good there for a minute. Yep. And then you got <laughs> you you have Austin P finding a way to continue to win in a tight one out in uh, Utah, beating Southern Utah 48-45 in double overtime. Yeah, that game was a crazy finish. I'm very glad I got to see the end of that, at least both overtimes. Just, oh, wow. Uh, and I hate to say it, hate to say it, but let's go pee. Let's go pee. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a couple of draft prospects wanted to highlight this week. As I do, starting off on the offensive side of the ball, slot receiver Malik Washington put together a pretty solid game against North Carolina, by far the leading receiver for the Cavaliers. Not in the game. I mean, North Carolina still slung the ball pretty well. But as far as Virginia's offense was concerned, Malik Washington was the focal point very clearly. He is tripled his previous career total of touchdowns in this season. That's pretty incredible. With four games to go. The yards per catch average is coming down. I just I do want to highlight more often than not, he is getting most of those yards after the catch, which is still pretty impressive to me. So you can talk about whether or not he needs to develop his route running. That's definitely a fair conversation. But as a playmaking receiver who knows how to get the ball in his hands and make something happen. He yep. is worth a look somewhere in the back end of this draft. I know he's 5'8", 194. That can play in the NFL. I mean, we've seen it happen look, before. Yeah, I was going to say, look at uh, uh, what's uh, Devontae Smith. He is a skinny boy. He's four foot eight, two pounds. So, he's working. He's a little bigger than 4'8". I think he's six something, but you know. Uh, yeah, but he is two pounds. Yeah, no, facts. <laughs> and next up, linebacker, of course, for Lafayette, Billy Schaefer. Uh, once again, proving my point that he needs to add, I don't know, 30 to 40 pounds and just put a hand in the dirt. Because holy shit, he is good as a pass rusher. Adding one and a half sacks in this game against Holy Cross, which we had said looked like one of the better offensive lines in the entire FCS heading into the season. Uh, still having a, a little bit of a, an interesting mix of coverage and in-the-box alignments pre-snap. Yep. I'm curious why Lafayette keeps trying to force him into coverage situations. At this point, it feels like he has found his niche and is doing really well in it when given the opportunity. 
Just let him loose. I mean, let come him on. stay. If a player does something well, let him stay in that. To be fair, he looked great in coverage in 2021. Yeah, but then he kind of he did get hurt 2022. Didn't play the whole season. Now coming back, it looks like that coverage ability's gone. Let him hit the weight room, bulk up a little bit, and just rush the passer. Because oh my gosh, if he does that as a full time job, he might be terrifying. Yep. That's not right. <laughs> I put it in the wrong section. We got some we got some more football before we get out of here. There's another peek behind the curtain. We use Google Slides. <laughs> Hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got some midweek rivalry match matchup here. Uh, one of them on Thursday, which will be happening as we are live. So we're going to make the picks now instead of making you wait until Thursday and revealing our picks mid-game. That's not right. So Thursday, modern day hate, Georgia State at Georgia Southern. We're both going with Georgia Southern here. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this because I had a hard time making this pick, but maybe you have something in sight. I, I really don't. It's a gut feeling. It's a rivalry game. These Both these teams are outplaying their expectations. It's not even close. Uh, you have Conference USA – uh, or is it? Are they fun belt? Or are they conference? Okay, so you have you have some fun belt uh, implications here at the at the back half. They're both two and one in the conference, so a win here will do them wonders. Uh, fun fact on this game, which makes it even harder: Georgia State is three and zero on the road. Uh, Georgia Southern is four and zero at home. Uh, this game is at Georgia Southern, so that means both of those. One of those records is going to die. I like the home team in a matchup like this, so I'm, I'm going to stick with the home team. I was looking up every statistical category I could think of to help sway my decision in this game. It was so back and forth. Uh, dude, like, they're dead even. The Georgia Southern is great at this one thing, and Georgia State is not. But then look at the next category. Georgia State's great in this thing, and Georgia Southern is not. And then they'd be back and forth. There are some things they're, like, exactly equal in. They're tied yep. in, like, three different, four different defensive categories. Yep. It is so insane. There's, there's two different ways I go about picking a game like this. Either I just side with my favorite player or I go with the home team. Um. I went with the home team here. I don't even know how I feel about it. This is this is this has so, got to be one of the closest games we will pick all year. <laughs> th- this is a dead even matchup, and for me, the difference yeah. maker here is going to be when you have a dead even matchup in a rivalry game, you take the home team, uh, and and that's that's what I'm doing here. See, I would not at all be surprised if Georgia State wins this. I I wouldn't either. But I, where when I'm hedging my bets, I'm going to hedge my bets on the home team. I, maybe this is another peek behind the curtain. But there was a serious thought of, man, I think Georgia State very well might win this game. But I don't want Tug to get the point over me if Georgia Southern does win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're already getting tactical. <laughs> but that right there. It's going to do it for the show. <laughs> uh, sorry, Tug. Had to do it. Had to You're do good. it. All good. <laughs> oh, man. I don't really have any parting shots or any dad jokes as Bug likes to bring up. Uh, I do, do you have, have anything links. you want to shout out before, before we even do that? Do you have anything you want to manage? It's, it's been fun. It's been a fun season. Uh, you know what? I will say it here. Uh, you guys might see me calming down about Troy Calhoun. I'm seeing a definite difference in the way he's running the offense and calling plays. He's more aggressive, which is what I had always told you that my issue was. Uh, and he's in line, at least at the Mountain West level, uh, at the midseason voting point for the Mountain West Coach of the Year, if not the the Coach of the Year at the uh, FBS level. I don't know if that's going to hold out. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But, uh, yeah, he's he's in the conversation. I just cannot wait 
for Air Force to get bodied by Air, like Alabama in the Cotton Bowl or something. <laughs> Dude, they, there are teams, there are Power Five teams I would not want to play as Air Force. Uh, believe it or not, Michigan being one of them because Michigan plays the service academies every now and then. Notre Dame, another one because they play Navy every year. Uh, Alabama, I don't think they've ever seen a true triple option, so that might be a fun matchup just to watch them adjust for the first half and then absolutely steamroll us in the second half. Yeah, kind of like uh, when Army came to the shoe a couple of years ago and it was like, yes. oh my gosh, Army's, Army's playing them so well, and then it was the second half happened. So. <laughs> Everyone forgets that there's two halves of football. We keep trying to tell them. You know who doesn't forget? Number 25 in the country now, JMU, Sco Dukes, baby. Undefeated. Incredible. But, but cannot play in a bowl game. They technically can if there aren't enough bowl eligible teams at the end of the year to fill all the bowl spots. Just give them a waiver. Yeah, the NCAA has refused like four times let, now. Now, now let, it would be awkward for them to make up the, the correct decisions. So let them. They're not going let them to play in the. Let them play at least in the Conference USA Championship game. Clearly, like if they weren't playing an FBS schedule, in the I, belt. I. Okay, so let them play for a fun <laughs> belt championship. Uh, if they weren't in or weren't playing an FBS schedule, I would get it. But these guys are playing. A full FBS slate. Let them, let them play what they earned. I'd actually rather see them in the Fun Belt Championship than a bowl game. Honestly, there is a possible chance. Now, now I'm going down a rabbit hole. There is a way that JMU could be crowned national champions this year without having to play in the postseason. Yep. <laughs> we just need to be a recognized poll. Well, the the Kali Matrix is a recognized poll, and that's who has yes. UCF as national champions in 2017. Uh, and JMU is currently a top six team in the Kali Matrix, so it is possible. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, shoot off those links. Let's get out of here. All right. As always, we have our links. They will always be linked in the description below. Don't you worry about that. But I'm going to read them out for you because these guys like to hear my voice. Uh, yes. We have patreon.com slash btfootball, x.com slash btfootball, facebook.com slash btfootball, instagram.com slash bt underscore football, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, youtube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches, btfootball.com mailbox at btfootball.com and our discord as always will be linked below very nice nicely done uh i think that about does it for the show uh hopefully bug will be back because i think it's going to be hard to explain his weird sickos type of picks without him so <laughs> i think he'll be back thursday we need we need to see those picks <laughs> But with that, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, all right. Do your thing, Doug. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's clearly all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win a game.